When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Got a great show for you today on the BWI Daily Edition. I'm Thomas Frank Carr. Greg Pickle is here, and that means we're going to be talking about wrestling at some point on the show because there's a bunch of stuff to get to. Uh, Many of you have clamored for more wrestling content, Greg. Maybe not so politely at all times, but uh, clearly there's a a want for more wrestling talk. So you ready to get into it in a little bit? Let's do it, T. Frank. All right, first thing we do have to get to, though, is uh, the the news of yesterday and kind of recapping what we all saw at Max Testing Day for Penn State. One of the most fun, um, but ultimately um, interesting days. Like, I I don't want to say nothing comes of it, but it is very light on news, but it's very heavy on fun, at least for me, because I really love, I love lifting, so I love going into that environment and being around those guys. Let's just start with a broad sort of takeaway perspective. First time we've gotten a chance to see some of these athletes since the Rose Bowl. Who stood out to you literally or figuratively in a leadership sense? Because I know that's the one thing everyone's talking about this offseason for Penn State football. So, T. Frank, the one thing I keep going back to, and it has nothing to do with weightlifting, but, you know, we keep hearing how impressed everybody is by Storm Duck, the cornerback that transferred in from North Carolina, All-American. And the first thing I noticed when I walked into the new renovated Lash Building weight room, which is very nice, by the way, did a nice job with that, I'm sure you agree, um, is that Storm Duck was working out with the younger uh, members of the roster, Elliot Washington and uh, uh, Lamont Payne. Uh, two secondary guys who enrolled in January. And you could just tell that they really respected his work ethic and the tips that he was giving them and all of that. So I was really impressed by that. That was the first thing I saw. And I know they say that first impressions are the longest lasting ones. And even though we saw the monsters like Zane Durant and deny Dennis Sutton walking around and some other guys, that's really what stood out to me the most. Just the fact that he, everything we heard about him uh, in word form played out in visual form, if that makes sense. Uh, yesterday inside the weight room so that obviously when you get into some of the testing stuff I mean I thought Zane Durant looked thicker you can read more about that in Sean Fitz's uh, top performers and takeaways over bluewhiteillustrated.com but you know he looked great I thought obviously in this setting after seven weeks of lifting and conditioning mostly everybody's going to look bigger stronger fitter whatever you know whatever term you want to use um, but, you know, there you're seeing uh, Vega Ioni. I thought he looked good. He is a guy that just looks like a monster uh, from really top bottom all the way around. So that clearly is someone to keep an eye on. And then, you know, uh, just across the board, T. Frank, there were a couple of guys I thought that that really jumped out to me as freshmen. You know, Alex Birchmeyer was not lifting, uh, but Anthony Donko was. Both of those guys looked tremendous. Jevin Williams is in there as well. Uh, he's obviously looking good as a former five-star. You see him there if you're watching us on YouTube. So those guys jumped out. But, yeah, all told, you know, it's just like the uh, competitors of the day that the coaching staff picks, right? I mean, you don't want to put too much stock into one 60-minute squat max-out session in uh, yeah. the, the first week of March. But at the same time, it does give you a good idea of what plans these guys had during the offseason and how they were able to execute them as they get ready for spring practice. 
Uh, one guy that I think stood out to me, well, a couple guys. The first off is, uh, we'll get to the last one first, and that is Jordan Vandenberg. This is where he shines. Um, right. I, I don't think people understand, and I wanted to show this picture of him, how great of an athlete he is. He's uh, He was listed at 295 pounds. I'm interested to see what his update will be on the roster. And when we talked a couple weeks ago on this show, and we were talking about our football man crushes and why Jordan Vandenberg is on that list for me is because he's insanely strong. He's insanely athletic. He was, he was squatting 550 pounds. And I was looking at the weights. I was trying to keep track of everybody. Nobody touched 550. And he did it, I think, for five reps, five, between four and six. I'm going back and going through all the video, and I'm checking it. Like, those numbers are insane. And he moves really well. He's not a guy like, you know, a guard that's big and burly and doesn't move. He moves so athletically. So, um, you know, when it, when it comes to the physical side of stuff, I thought, you know, as always, I'm always really impressed with Vandenberg in that setting. Another guy from a leadership perspective, and this is going to be a little bit out there. Deny Dennis Sutton was behind everyone giving him the rage face um, in terms of like supporting, being a a, a positive, you know, um, person in the environment. Deny was, was himself turned up to 11, which I respect. Uh, when it comes to lifting. And then uh, he was hyping everybody else up as well. He was in the front row. He was trying to get the most out of his teammates as well. So to me, like from a, from just from a lifting perspective, and are we trying to, um, are we trying to get the most out of everybody in those situations? That's what I saw uh, was, was a couple guys that were right up front for everybody. Nick Dawkins was another one. Um, and, uh, and, I'm trying to remember the other guys that were there. Caleb Artis was a lot of fun to watch lift. So like the intensity in the room, the ability to get the most out of everybody and to buy in. I thought there were a lot of good leaders in the room. And the one that stood out to me, I think the most was deny. Yeah. He looks really good. T Frank. There's no question about that. He has reshaped his body. And I think that, you know, when you look at some of these guys, it's important to remember, and you can speak to this better than I can, but you know, you'll see the updated roster at some point. Right. And you'll say, wait a second, uh, that guy looks better, but he's, he's thinner, you know, in terms yep. of his weight, you know, he's, he's gone from, I don't know, let's just say for the sake of numbers, 320 to 300, but you look at him and you say, Oh man, he must have put some weight on. Well, of course, yeah, he put some weight on, but it's a different kind of weight and a better kind of weight and a more purposeful kind of weight. So those things are always important to keep in mind when you look at those updated numbers. It's just simply the fact that, you know, these guys are changing the way their body is composed. So they might be dropping pounds, but they're adding muscle and it's maybe it's lean muscle, maybe, you know, who knows, but uh, certainly there's different ways to look at that roster changes and look at the body types and everything else. But by and large, I think Chuck Losey said it best, T. Frank. They have a plan for every guy. Every guy's a little bit different. There's Jordan Vandenberg, if you're watching us on YouTube, going uh, completely insane. He almost ran you over, T. Frank. I, I don't know if you were ready for that. but I would have taken uh, the hit. I was ready for it. I was like, come, let's let's do this. I love it. Right. <laughs> yes. So, uh, you know, he is a, a big guy, obviously, and, and we'll see if he can get more into the rotation this fall. Yeah, the the um, some of some of the guys that that stood out there uh, you saw in the video. Um, when you talk about, and this is the this is the misunderstanding a lot of times when it comes to, I think, kind of an old school idea of football and what the act like what modern science is trying to build with these athletes is that size for the sake of size isn't important. 
you don't necessarily want to just be 315 pounds. It's how functional is that 315 pounds. So right. uh, for, for again, a guy like Vandenberg, who's uh, naturally, and Caleb Artis, another guy that I said uh, stood out there, he's very strong. If he can put it all together, you want guys that are naturally big and carry that weight in a good way. Um, so that's where recruiting comes in, right? So you want to find guys that have that frame so you're not packing extra pounds unnecessarily onto somebody's frame. One of the guys that I, I was actually surprised to hear this, um, talking about what Chuck Losey had to say after the lifting session, Caden Saunders came up and he said, honestly, he was too big when he came in here. We had to change his body composition. And that's one of the, one of the things about Caden coming in was he was not big. You know, he was not filled out. And when you do that improperly, and clearly he was trying to work on that himself, but when he got to Penn State, they needed to rework how all that was, tear him down, build him back up. You have to go through the teardown process if you've got bad weight. So then putting it back on, the whole thing takes longer. And that's why you have some of these, you know, profiles of, of athletes that are, um, you know, five stars versus three stars is – Javen Williams comes in with great weight and natural size. And that's why I think everyone's very excited about some of these players as they're coming in with that natural size ready to go. Right. There's no question about it, T. Frank. And I think that one of the other things that caught my ear from Chuck Losey is that, you know, and I think we all knew this and you're kind of getting at it right here. And, you know, that's kind of, I guess, what makes me surprised about the feedback we heard from not just Chuck Losey yesterday, but Taylor Stubblefield previously on Caden Saunders is Chuck Losey was very direct in the fact that, They've known these guys for so long that they know what they're going to get when they get to campus. Well, clearly that's not yeah. the case in every setting, but for the most part, it appears to be. So, you know, they are able to give these guys a plan and, a, and you know, obviously, and some guys can follow it better than others. It depends what you have access to, right? That's not only yeah. weight rooms, that's food and everything else. So, or are you playing multiple sports, things like that. So, you know, but by and large, they are able to get these guys on a plan prior to them getting to Penn State, which allows them to be ready to go quicker once they're here, and I think two guys that are a great example of that are Denai Dennison and Abdul Carter. And they're not yeah. January enrollees, of course, but they were able to get to the field quickly. And as we've heard James Franklin talk about, part of that is because of the fact that, you know, Abdul Carter had a weight room set up in his, you know, his parents' living room. So, yeah. uh, you know, again, not every guy is going to come ready. Most of them are. And when they do, it can lead to good things on the field. Yeah. And that's part of what James Franklin talked about is some of the things they learned from uh, COVID was if a guy isn't with you and you want to communicate with him, you can use Zoom. And, and, you know, I don't know specifically, but it does seem like this is an area where they've become more comfortable of having that conversation over Zoom and kind of implementing these plans before they get. And it's better, easier to monitor and track. Although, right. as you pointed out, the guy has to follow the program. Not everybody is right. going to be intrinsically motivated to do this on their own, which is why having your hype crew behind you when you're squatting 495 pounds is really important. Right. Um, with threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We got a big weekend of wrestling, though, so I want to make sure we get into that. Uh, the Big Ten championships are here. The Nittany Lions won the regular season dual meet crown, of course, which you probably have already followed along at bluewhiteillustrated.com. Greg has a preview of what to expect coming up this weekend. So let's dive into some of those things. Um, you say this is pretty straightforward, so lead me through the key points of this weekend. Yeah, so Penn State goes in as the, uh, like you said, T. Frank, the Big Ten regular season champion. Now they will attempt to win the Big Ten individual tournament team championship, which if you're not into wrestling, if you're not totally aware, so obviously wrestlers are trying to advance to the NCAA tournament in each weight class, 125 pounds through heavyweight. There's 10 total. And so, but, you know, when each wrestler advances to a certain point or wins a title, finishes second or wins by bonus points, which is, you know, a major decision through a pin, what have you, the team accumulates points as well. So, you know, you can win an individual title, but then if enough guys either win individual titles or win enough matches by bonus points or get enough advancement points through the bracket, so on and so forth, uh, you know, you can accrue enough points for your team uh, to win the team title. So Penn State lost that to Michigan by a very small margin last year. It was somewhat dictated by the fact that Penn State usually has has guys that get buys in the first round uh, because they have so many top-ranked wrestlers. And, of course, you don't get a point in the team race uh, for that buy. So other teams are able to pick up points if they have wrestlers who don't have buys. That uh, seems odd. Yeah. It seems like that really seems like a problem. It's a punishment (laughs) for being good. Yeah, it's a little silly. Um, But at any rate, so, you know, that's always something to keep in mind with the team race. I would expect Iowa to to hang around. But Penn State has – multiple number one and number two seeds. It is the prohibitive favorite entering this tournament, T. Frank. And, I mean, the questions are this. I mean, they're very simple in my mind. Can Gary Steen, the 125-pound starter for Penn State, who's had a very up-and-down season, can he find his way into the top nine of the Big Ten? Because if so, T. Frank, he's headed to Tulsa, where the national tournament will be held. He's going into the tournament as an outside of the top nine seed, uh, probably number 11. Uh, by the time this airs, we'll see if the brackets are finalized. They aren't yet, and they may not be by the time it's airs, so we'll see. Um, but, you know, I think that's uh, that's the one everyone's going to have their eye on to start. And then there's a couple other ones uh, that will be interesting. Can Greg Kirkfleet at heavyweight win his first Big Ten title? He's been battling Mason Paris of Michigan and Tony Cassiope of Iowa for quite some time. He's going to qualify for nationals. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, what, can he do it as the top dog out of the Big Ten, or will he be two, three, or four? Uh, we'll have to wait and see. And then from there, you know, you go to your middleweights and you look at Alex Facundo at 165 pounds, Levi Haynes at 157 pounds, and uh, Shane Van Ness at 149. Three guys entering the Big Ten tournament for the first time. And, you know, Haynes is probably the one that, when you break it down, has the best chance to win an individual title at 157 pounds. He's going to go in as a two seed, which when they pulled his red shirt uh, back in January, I'm not sure that anyone thought he'd be quite that high in the Big Ten. I think maybe top four uh, was fair, but top two, I don't know if anyone necessarily predicted that. But he will have every opportunity to make that a reality. And then, uh, you know, when you look at uh, Shane Van Ness, he has a meat grinder of a bracket at 149 pounds, but he should be, you know, fairly easily fall within the realm of uh, the number uh, the guys going to nationals out of that weight class. So it's just how high can he finish? You know, Kale Sanderson put it best, T. Frank. And, you know, Penn State is always focused on winning the national title. That's why there was no 
you know, boo-hooing and complaining really from the Penn State camp when they finished second at Big Tens last year because that isn't the ultimate goal of this program. The ultimate goal of this program is to win as many national individual titles as possible and to win the team national title. And Penn State did that a year ago uh, and, and is aiming to do that again. So this is the tune-up. It's basically a qualifier. If you're into NASCAR and, you know, you watch the qualifying uh, heats, you know, whatever, at the, some tra- some of these tracks or what have you, I mean, that's what this is. It certainly is a Big Ten tournament. It's certainly a big deal. Penn State wants to win it. But you're setting yourself up for nationals by trying to win as many matches as possible to get the best seeding advantage possible uh, for that tournament that's two weeks from now in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So we, we went through maybe some of the pain points, let's call it, with uh, some decision for win-loss category and ultimately points, sure. Where does Penn State have the opportunity for bonus points? Because just because guys win doesn't mean they necessarily have the opportunity or go for those bonus points. I'm sure Roman Bravo Young is an area where they can pick up some of those at uh, – at, at 133 what's the situation there with who he's going to be competing against and do you think they have enough opportunities to pick up some of those bonus points if things don't go their way in what you just described as the areas you're watching yeah i mean i think the key is always so you know you can't lose a tournament or i'm sorry you can't win a tournament on day one but you can certainly put yourself in position to not win it and what i mean by that is obviously the further along into a tournament you get and this is any tournament you're going to face stiffer competition right i mean it doesn't matter if we're talking uh you know an expanded college football playoff or the ncaa basketball tournament or whatever the, the big 10 wrestling tournament the further along you go the more likely you are to see a foe that you're not going to beat as easily as maybe you could the ones uh, that you faced early on so for penn state the day one goal must be for those top c guys which is roman bravo young at 133 pounds carter Storacci at 174 aaron brooks at uh, 184 um, you know, uh, Max Dean at 197, Greg Kirkfleet at 285, and of course, Levi Haynes at 157. Those are your one and two seeds for Penn State entering this tournament. Uh, they have to go out and score bonus points. It's not good enough to just win by decision or major decision. You have to put turning combinations together, be aggressive, go score. And that's the Kale Sanderson motto. I mean, this is no secret to anyone who has followed uh, this program for a long time. They focus their energy on scoring points, being aggressive, and getting out in front of their opponents uh, really as soon as they possibly can, and then starting to build up those points either via turning combinations or multiple takedowns, things like that. So that's where you can really set yourself up for a day two success. Now, obviously, the advancement points are big, and if you keep moving on into the semifinals and the finals, you help yourself in a team race. But Penn State has won these team event or team titles in these events in the past simply because they have so dominated the weight classes they were supposed to. And that's just again not just winning by decision three to two or four to one or six to one with seven minutes of riding time, which of course is outrageous. But you get the point that's hyperbolic. But, you know, it's about going and scoring points and putting yourself in position to put the team in the best position to win. And that's what that's what these guys are going to have to do on Saturday if Penn State wants to be in position on Sunday uh, to win the Big Ten team title back. So looking beyond that team title, you still need to, as you mentioned, tune up qualifying for the NCAA tournament. How many wrestlers do you think come out of this that Penn State is sending to uh, nationals? Yeah, so, I mean, look, I think nine's a guarantee just based on the way the pre-seeds work. The only question you have is at 125 pounds, can Gary Steen do enough, T. Frank, to get over the hump and be able to find his way into the, uh, you know, the nine that go to nationals? And 
can he do it? Kale Sanderson's been uh, very bullish on the fact that he is very close to turning the corner, so to speak, and just needs to be confident in himself and push to score points. And he's talked about needing to be more aggressive when he's on top and trying those turning combinations and things like that that help you rack up uh, the kind of points needed, not just to win match, but matches, but win them by bonus points. So can he find himself in the top nine? I'm cautiously saying yes, but I realize that, you know, if someone would you know come into the the – the opinion realm here and say that there's no chance I wouldn't have a hard time arguing with him just simply because of the fact that you know when you look at his season to date he has had some successes but not as many as I think a lot of people have wanted or hoped and so he's going to have to overcome his pre-seed and his history so far this season uh, to make it to that stage subscribe to blue white illustrated here on youtube and wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss any of our analysis breakdowns of anything or any breaking news that might happen at any time during the week Anyway, uh, where can people <laughs> where can people find uh, more coverage this weekend from you for uh, the wrestling tournament? Yes, we'll have updates rolling at bluewhiteillustrated.com, T. Frank, all weekend long, Saturday and Sunday. The tournament starts at 10 a.m. on Saturday, and there'll be a break in the afternoon, and then it'll restart at 7 p.m. with the semifinals on Saturday night. And then Sunday, we have uh, consolation action at about 1 o'clock, and then the finals and third, fifth, and seventh place matches, or sorry, third, first, third, and fifth place matches, rather, start at 4.30 on Big Ten Network. So we'll be following it along at Blue White Illustrated, too, and keep you updated on everything you need to know. That's where you get that sweet inside information from Greg. Follow along on the lines and message forum as well. Uh, as bonus content, or a bonus to this show anyway, follow along with the Scouting Combine, which we're going to yes. be keeping up to date. We're going to be talking about all weekend long. Penn State has seven players over at the NFL Combine uh, competing, trying to show their wares for uh, the next level. Um, last little bit here, um, PJ Mustafer. Not a great day for him yesterday. Hopefully yeah. he's able to bounce back with some private workouts and uh, the pro day. But really, this was probably never going to be his situation where he was going to shine. Right. Uh, On-field drills, he looked pretty good. But, um, you know, there's still those moments when you isolate the athleticism and the movement skills. Yeah. And it just didn't look like the rest of the guys around him. So, uh, disappointing day, I think, for PJ Mustafer, but also not unexpected. And if you want right. more analysis on that, bluewhiteillustrated.com. You have anything you want to add to that? Uh, no, not in particular. Uh, you know, I think that, you know, again, you had mentioned it, some others had mentioned it, but you know, unfortunately I just don't see that as a setting PJ's ever going to shine in. I, I just don't. Um, I think you have to trust his tape, trust his abilities if you're going to draft him. And, uh, you know, I, I just don't, I don't really see the combine as a place he was going to go and explode onto the scene. Unlike maybe some other guys, uh, can. And so, you know, when you look towards the weekend here, obviously a lot of guys will be on field, um, I guess Jair Brown and Joey Porter Jr. will be wrapping things up right around the time uh, this show airs, or maybe it'll be over depending on when you listen to it. And then this weekend, uh, Brenton Strange, Parker Washington, Mitchell Tinsley all are supposed to go on Saturday. Parker Washington's not testing, so uh, he's still rehabbing from that foot injury. And then Sunday, uh, Juice Scruggs will wrap things up. So you'll have plenty to do, T. Frank, plenty to talk about over at Blue White Illustrated, no doubt. I love throwing it to you because I knew you were going to give me the details that I needed as well. I, I'm not a time and date person. I find that out as I need it, and then I just do the work. You put your head down, you plow through, you do the analysis. So great setup for me. I appreciate that. Uh, we'll Again, bluewhiteillustrated.com for all that information. Greg, thanks so much for your thoughts on wrestling and on Penn State football max testing. It's been an awesome show. Thanks, D. Frank.
That'll do it today for the BWI Daily Edition. That'll do it for this week. But again, like we said, BlueWhiteIllustrated.com, the conversation never stops. We're over there all the time, giving you our analysis and insights. Sign up now, $29.99 from now to the end of the summer start of the football season. You know, basically, first game of the week, that deal goes away. So the longer you wait, the less time and less value you get in that. So sign up right now. We will talk to you on Monday. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.